Testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, testing, one, two, testing. Good Friday morning, everybody. It is Friday, October 27th, 2017. It is Mike Lyon coming back to you live with the Wicked Awesome Boston Sports Podcast. And the first thing I obviously have to do is apologize for the unintended three-day layoff. Uh, We had some work being done in our house that I had to attend to and just a crazy schedule on Tuesday. Uh, between Thursday and Wednesday with the work being done at the house, there just wasn't the time, unfortunately, to, to record this podcast. So I apologize for our absence this week. Uh, I do promise we'll make it up to you next week. We'll do a podcast today next week to make up for that. <clears throat> but it is Friday. we got a lot to talk about. It is a Patriots football Friday. Uh, the Celtics and the Bruins also both winners last night. Uh, and uh, get trying. hopefully both of them are trying to get on the right track after some, some early season struggles and or mishaps in the case of the Celtics, but we will start off with the Patriots in just one second. So the Patriots will play their eighth game of the season this Sunday, one o'clock from Foxborough. They take on the three and four Los Angeles Chargers and they come into the game as a significant favorite. I've seen anywhere between eight and 10 points, if not more in different books, but they are a certain favorite to win this football game. But The Chargers, after some early season losses, have not laid down. They're not a doormat anymore, uh, as many, at least earlier in the season, thought that they might be. They come into the game with a record of 3-4, but the 3-4 is deceiving because they've won three games in a row. They, They opened the season with four straight losses and have now beaten the New York Giants, the Oakland Raiders, and the Denver Broncos in back-to-back-to-back weeks. So they're on a little bit of a roll. The Broncos' win in particular was an an impressive one. They beat them 21 to nothing last week at home, pitching a shutout at the Broncos, who who don't have a tremendous offense, but you would not expect them to go in and get shut out by a team like San Diego. So I'm probably going to call them San Diego throughout this podcast. I'm still not used to the fact that they play in L.A. now. The Los Angeles Chargers is the team that the Patriots are playing. Uh, in any event, Chargers 3-4 and four start on the offensive side of the ball for the Chargers, and the quarterback is the same guy it's been for the last 13 or 14 years, Phillip Rivers. The veteran is still throwing the ball pretty well, still has that funky delivery that never seems like it's going to be able to throw the ball anywhere, but always seems like it can get there. Uh, I don't honestly know if Rivers has ever beaten the New England Patriots. They've played each other an awful lot. I mean, if you look, if you think back to the mid-aughts, you know, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, you had a lot of years in there where both the Patriots and the Chargers won their division and or met in the playoffs. If you remember back in... I think this was 2006. The Chargers were the AFC's top seed, and uh, the Patriots won a a first-round playoff game, went into San Diego, and stole a game from right underneath the Chargers' Chargers' hands. Chargers were leading that game late into the fourth quarter. The Patriots threw an interception and gave the Chargers the ball back in Patriots territory, and the Patriots still found a way to win the game. Uh, a lot of teams were just thinking to themselves. A lot of got a lot of, a lot of writers and, and pundits out there were just thinking the San Diego team just can never beat the Patriots uh, at that point. And that was the game when the, the Patriots caused a little bit of a stir when they went out to uh, to midfield and, and did that 
lights out sack dance that Sean Merriman was famous for. And it got LaDainian Tomlinson all riled up, a couple other Chargers all riled up in the press conference, and uh, so on and so forth. That was that game. The year after that was the Randy Moss 16-0 season, and the Patriots demolished the Chargers in the regular season and then beat them in the playoffs. They actually played one of their worst games of the year, yeah, potentially their second worst game of the year to what was, gonna, what was to come in the Super Bowl. They beat them in the AFC Championship, a game that never really seemed in very, very big question, but uh, also was never a blowout either. Rivers, by the way, played that game on a torn ACL, so the guy's really tough. Um, and uh, like I said, he's been in the league an awfully long time. Still a pretty good passer. He's always kind of been at that edge of being in the in the top level or the elite quarterback range, but can never really get over the hump as being considered in that top quarterback, you know, kind of club. But the guy can still do it. He still has a good arm. Uh, he still is a fairly accurate passer. Doesn't throw a ton of picks like he used to. Uh, so he's still a top, you know, a top tier NFL quarterback. Not quite on the top level, but still, you know, if you told me Philip Rivers was going to be my quarterback tomorrow, I'd be fine with it. I've never been that being. I mean, that being said, I'd say I'd be fine with it. I, I've never been huge on Philip Rivers as a big game quarterback, as a guy who's going to win a bunch of, you know, win a bunch of close games for you. And certainly not really as a playoff quarterback. I can I, I can't remember many Philip Rivers playoff wins. The one exception being that year when the Patriots went 16 and 0 and met them in the playoffs. Uh, he put a couple wins together that season. But I, the, the Chargers have been a team in recent years that have really really struggled. Uh, they just fired their coach Dennis Allen last year. It just it always seems like the Chargers are this team that should be a lot better than they are and never, you know, when they were good, they could never really get over the hump and then it just kind of took a turn for the worse. The Broncos and then the Chiefs and now the Raiders all kind of went by them in, in, in that division in the AFC West. And, you know, the, the Chargers are kind of the team out there that is still, still trying to find its footing and you know, like I said, they've whipped off three wins in a row here. No one really expected much out of them this season. They've whipped off three wins in a row. The Giants' win is not that impressive. To beat the Raiders on the road by a point is a good win, a very good win, in fact. Uh, and, and to pitch a shutout of the Broncos is an excellent win uh, at home. And again, the Broncos are not an elite offense by any means, but still, you pitch a shutout in the NFL, you're doing something right. So, uh, so they're led by Phillip Rivers. The rest of the offense is actually fairly, you know, fairly underrated. It's a fairly underrated crop of uh, of pass catchers and certainly uh, running backs as well. Melvin Gordon is the running back, uh, second year guy, third year guy maybe, second or third year guy out of Wisconsin. Big, strong running back. Got hurt in his first year, bounced back, and has become a very, very good NFL running back. I am certain that they will want to test the 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 Patriots front seven. Now, by the way, that Dante Hightower has been unfortunately declared out for the season for the Patriots. He tore a, tore a pectoral muscle in the game against Atlanta. So uh, a significant loss, to say the least, for the Patriots on defense. Just when you thought the defense was, 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 was sort of finding itself against Atlanta in the week before and a couple weeks before that, now they got to deal with the loss of their best player for the season. 
you know, the, I, I, I told you before, the Patriots needed to re-sign Dante Hightower before the season. They had to do that. He was the best player in the heart and soul of their defense. The injury concerns with Dante Hightower are very, very real. I don't know if he's ever played a full season in his NFL career, and he, he certainly will not do that this year, unfortunately. Uh, but the Patriots' defense will miss him, and the Chargers' offense will test that. Uh, the running backs, like I said, Gordon is very capable. Brandon Oliver is a very, very good change of pace back. He was the everyday back a couple years ago when Gordon went down and had some pretty good games for the Chargers. So uh, a very capable group of running backs. The wide receivers are very, very underrated. Keenan Allen is finally healthy after tearing his ACL last year. I think he, he did he blow out an Achilles a couple years ago. Something like that. He's back. He's healthy. He's a very, very good wide receiver. More of a pass catcher and a route runner than a deep threat, but a very good one at that. He and Rivers uh, connected almost instantly when he was drafted a couple years ago and is very much a threat. Tyrell Williams is the deep the deep guy in the offense. Uh, he will stretch the field, run the post route, run the go. Uh, Patriots' de defensive secondary is going to be challenged by this guy. Uh, a very capable pass catcher in his own right. You know, kind of took over as the number one guy last year when Allen went down and had himself a pretty darn good year. The tight end is is the old standby Antonio Gates. He was Rob Gronkowski before Rob Gronkowski was Rob Gronkowski in the NFL and is still capable of catching a lot of balls. He, he's, he's, he's not the same kind of fleet of foot athletic tight end that he was early on in his career. Uh, as an undrafted guy at a Kent State, but he's still there. Rivers and Gates are still throwing the ball and catching the ball respectively. Uh, and uh, he's still a, a more than viable option as a tight end. The offensive line got a lot better in the offseason when they brought in Russell Okun from Seattle. A uh, big, strong left tackle, played, some, played pretty well in Seattle and, and had a contract dispute up there. Got out of town, ended up in San Diego. Uh, the, the offensive line is, like I said, it's, it's, it's much better now than it ever has been. Uh, that being said, it's not, it, it's, again, you never think of the San Diego offense. See, there we go. I did it again. The Charger offensive line is being an intimidated, intimidating unit, and it isn't necessarily one this year. It is better. Russell Okun gives them a, a, a much better presence on the left side. Spencer Pulley and Joe Barksdale are the center and right tackle, respectively. Again, fairly good center, fairly good right guard. Gives them both, you know, experience at both of those positions. But it's an average unit at best. It, it, it always seems like they struggle to protect Phillip Rivers. Seems like that guy's on his back more often than not. Uh, but uh, it is an offense that is capable of moving the ball. It is capable of scoring points. Uh, it does not look like the threat at least on paper, that the Atlanta offense was, and, and look what the Patriots did to them. So, you know, you, you, you never really know what you're going to get with the Patriots' defense this year. You really don't know what you're going to get now that Hightower is done for the season, now that they've, they've got to mix some things up and, and, and change coverage schemes and, and things that they want to do with the front seven, certainly. You don't quite know what you're going to get from these guys, but... Uh, it does not, I mean, if the Patriots' defense is trending in the right direction, this is not the worst offense in the world to face for them. Uh, it does not pose, it's, it's a capable group, but again, not the same caliber 
you know, type of offense that Atlanta was or, or that the Chiefs posed in week one uh, or, or that they're going to face for the rest of the season. The quote-unquote good news for the Patriots' defense is that Stephon Gilmore looks like he's going to play in this game. He was back to practice this week. Uh, you know, again, they've played pretty well without him the past couple of weeks while he's been in the concussion protocol. The fact that he was back on the practice field suggests to me that he's out of the protocol and is going to play. Um, there's a good. There was a good piece by Greg Bedard early, early this week, kind of a blurb in an article, I think, of, you know, should should Gilmore be given the boot? Essentially, should he be, should he be benched because... Johnson Badamosi has played very, very well the past couple of weeks in his absence and deserves some more snaps. Uh, and, and his take, I think, is probably the right one. His take is, well, they signed him for $13 million. He's a better player than Badamosi. He's the best cornerback on the roster with, or the best, you know, jet, with, with the best general cover skills for a, quarter, for a cornerback. So he deserves the chance to win his job back. But uh, if he struggles again, with communication, with coverage issues, I don't think the Patriot the Patriots have a a very capable understudy in Bottomosi ready to step in. He's proven over the past couple of weeks that he can do the job. So, at least in the short term. So, you know, I think Gilmore's playing and will start and we'll see the bulk of the reps. But if he struggles, I don't think you'll pit. You know, the, the Patriots will not hesitate to pull him from this game. You know, to, to, to limit his reps, especially with you know when they have confidence in the guys right behind him. So, watch to see what they do on Sunday. I don't like I said. I expect that if Gilmore plays, I expect Gilmore is going to start. You'll have to see if those kind of communication issues that killed them in the first several weeks continue. But that is what I expect to see happen. You look at the the Chargers defensively, and this group is actually quite formidable. Uh, especially up front. It, it is going to be a very, very significant test for the Patriots' offensive line. Maybe their biggest test of the year since Houston. And it starts with the, the edge rushers for for, for, loss for the Chargers. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram have become two of the NFL's better, if not premier, pass rushers. Bosa, the rookie, or not, he's not a rookie this year, second or third year guy from Ohio State, a lot of people thought he would be the first overall pick. Slipped to sixth to the Chargers after concerns about, I think, some off-field stuff or some injury stuff. In any event, and held out of his held out of his rookie contracts uh, pretty significantly in his first year, but uh, came to terms, got in, and has played very, very well. Big, strong kid, fast, athletic. Going to be a handful for whoever he lines up against. I expect that's going to be Nate Solder. Uh, but even if it's Marcus Cannon on the other side, it doesn't matter. Whoever deals with him is going to have a handful on their hands, and whoever doesn't deal with him also has a handful on his hands because Ingram is the exact same way. Has uh, overcame some kind of early career struggles and, and breakdowns and is a very disciplined, very powerful rusher in his own right. Corey Legit plays the interior of the defensive line for, for the Chargers, a well-rounded defensive tackle, athletic in his own right, has been in the league for many, many years, a veteran who knows exactly what it is that he's supposed to be doing out there. So up front, this is a very strong four-man front for the, for the Chargers. And 
like I said, the, the Patriots offensive line probably has not had a challenge like this since Houston uh, in week three. So, and they did struggle, and they did struggle with that matchup at times. So, they're going to be tested. The if if they can keep Tom Brady's pocket clean, and they can keep stuff away from Brady, I think Brady will have a lot of success in that in this matchup because of the rest of the Chargers' defense doesn't match up very well. Not to say that they're a bad group, but they just don't match up very well with what the Patriots want to do. As a linebacking core, Jatavis Brown, young guy on the outside, uh, leads the team in tackles. Kyle Emanuel, a, a, another good tackler, <clears throat> leading or, or up toward the team lead for tackles as well. Uh, Ingram also have a lot, has a lot of tackles, as does Bosa on this season. So, uh, But as a whole, the group just, they, they don't have anybody, it, it would appear, that can cover Rob Gronkowski. They don't really have a ton of, of depth in the secondary to match up with all the, the receivers the Patriots are, are more than likely going to throw at them. So if the Patriots keep, it, it, you know, it does sound cliche, but if the Patriots keep Tom Brady clean, he's going to go out and win this game for them. They can especially at home. Brady will throw all over this defense again. They got to keep him clean. They got to keep him uh, in, in a spot where he can deliver the ball with accuracy. Uh, he's proven this year that he hasn't lost a step, and if they keep him clean again, he'll beat this San Diego team. I, I feel pretty confident in that. One area, and if, if you want to look at special teams quickly, one, one area where the Chargers have really struggled this season is in the kicking game. They've attempted 10 field goals on this, this season and have only made six. And that's in large part, Nick Novak is kind of the normal kicker. He got hurt and may or may not play in this game. Young Hoku was the guy they brought in to, uh, to kick in place of Novak, and he has struggled. He's been inconsistent. So if it comes down to kicking in what could be a cold, what could be a windy Foxborough Stadium on Sunday. I, the, the weather forecast down here is is relatively dreary for Sunday, and I would expect that that in Boston or, or in Foxborough it's going to be no different. It, it could be a relatively miserable day to kick, and and you know obviously that would be advantage Steve Gaskowski and the Patriots, who are used to kicking in this kind of environment versus either an inexperienced kicker or a hurt one who's used to kicking in L.A. and San in L.A. and San Diego. So. Watch for that. If it comes down to a battle of the field goals, you got to like the Patriots' chances. So, keys to the game. On, on offense for the Patriots, besides the obvious one of keeping Tom Brady clean, one, get Gilsley and Lewis involved early and run it often. This, uh, if, if there is a weak point in the uh, San Diego defense... It is their run defense. They have not defended the run well whatsoever. They've actually given up an average of about 140 yards a game on the ground. And while I, I suppose they haven't faced that many amazing rush offenses this year, the Patriots, at least on paper, don't present as a formidable rush offense either, even though we know what they can do with the run if they stick to it. This is a game where I think you can get Lewis going. I think you can go Gillisley and, and get some change of pace in there. This is a game where the Patriots can run all over San Diego 
and if the Patriots establish a run, you know what happens in the pass game. They're they're gonna they're gonna kill you in the pass game with play action and with with, with spreading the defense out, and, you know, getting guys out of position. So establish Lewis or Gillisley. I would say establish establish them early or establish the pass and then run them to death when they get into uh, to. to you know, to, to weird fronts and weird defensive alignments. I think the Patriots would have a lot of success on offense if they stay committed to the run there. On defense, this is a this is kind of a tough game to, to put a key on defense, only because they're going to miss Hightower and they're going to play play their first full game without without Dante Hightower. What I will say is on defense, you know, kind of hold the line. Establish an identity. This is a very, this is a pretty nice game to be getting if you're the Patriots. Uh, your first time out. It's not that the Chargers don't have a good offense. It's good. It is not great. It's not spectacular, and it's not elite. And oh, by the way, they got to travel across the country to get here and, and play on the East Coast. So this is kind of a nice game for the Patriots to get their feet wet on defense. Uh, you know, like I said, you're not playing Atlanta this week. You're not playing the Steelers. You're not playing one of the elite offenses in the NFL. Get your feet wet. Hold the line. Figure out some combinations that work and can play well together in your first game without Dante Hightower. You know, if, if they hold San Diego to 20 points, 21, maybe 24, something like that, I think the Patriots stand a very good, if not excellent chance of winning the game. I think the Patriots will score in the 30s in this game against San Diego. Uh, and, you know, I, like, like I said, I think the goal, if you, if you want to keep them around 20, 21, 24, something like that, like I said, I think they stand a very good chance of winning the game. So, official prediction, I'm not going against them now. They're, they're, I'm, I'm officially on the bandwagon after last week. Uh, in, in You know, last week was the type of win that I think can catalyze an entire season for the Patriots. You've seen it before. They did it a couple years ago with the Cincinnati game. Um, that that game, that defense just propelled them for the rest. There, that game propelled them for the rest of the season. I think Sunday's game is that type of game for the Patriots, or last Sunday's game is that type of game. Uh, they're playing a team that is not nearly as good as they are on Sunday, and they should go out and beat them. A lot of people would think letdown here. I don't. Uh, I think they will be motivated, and I think Belichick has yelled at them enough and gotten them together on some things. I think there will be some struggles on defense, at least at the outset, with Hightower no longer being there. But I think they'll get it together enough and make enough plays to win. I'll take the Patriots to win this game 34-20. to uh, I do think it's a, very, a fairly comfortable win. Maybe not a blowout, but I think it's a fairly comfortable win for the Patriots. I don't think the Chargers are that good. Even though they've won three in a row, I don't think they're at the level that the Patriots are. So I think the Patriots will go to 6-2 and two on Sunday. And uh, I hope you enjoy it watching from wherever you are. And uh, that's us. That's, that's the show for today. We'll sign off right there. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Wherever you are, stay warm. It is starting to get cold finally in late October. Uh, enjoy the last weekend in October. Push on till holiday season from here on out. But enjoy the Pats on Sunday. We'll be back with you Monday. Recap the Patriots, recap uh, the Bruins and the Celtics, and everything else going on next week as we go on in the Wicked Awesome Boston Sports Podcast. For now, have a great weekend. We will see you Monday, everybody. Goodbye.